0: Welcome to a brand new episode of Naysayers. I am your host, Marie Marks, the CEO of Bridal. In this episode, we are taking a journey with Isabella Lavanos, a talented Greek show jumper, as she searches for the perfect horse to compete in the European Championship. We will also be joined by Joseph Harding, Bridal's new COO, to hear his thoughts on the future of the equestrian sport and the company. So sit back, relax, and get ready for an exciting episode filled with passion, perseverance, and equestrian excellence.
1: On the road with Bella Livanos, trying horses. Hey, Bella. Hi. How's it going? It's going good. It's going good. You might have to get closer to the mic. Okay, I'm gonna to come to the next to you, Marie. So we're trying horses with Bella. What are your goals, Bella?
2: I really want to find a nice confidence horse, something for the young rider Europeans that I can be competitive on and, and also have fun with every day. Not easy to find. Not, not easy at all. To find.
1: Can I ask you, I want, to, I want to find out more about you as a person, obviously, I mean, I already know who you are, but I think that we have a pretty good profile here. And also I want to ask you about just your experience generally in the sport, with us, things like that. So can you just
2: give me a full overview of who you are as a person? So, I'm very young, I'm 19, I'm from Greece, and I started riding at a very young age. I grew up with horses, I grew up loving ponies, and just having fun. I didn't grow up in a big riding family, uh, but I have an older sister who also rides who helped me a lot, and just have having fun with them, and now I'm looking to be more competitive. Um, and. I want to talk a little bit about working with bridal I think that's the most important part. I have- I'm getting hooked up here. I, I've only had positive experiences. I- Marie is incredible, obviously. Of course, as she should be. Jo- as well as Joseph! Joseph! Joseph. Joseph. Woo, 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 woo! Woo! Joseph's in the car with us. Joseph's incredible.
3: Hi, hey, Jennifer. what's up, what's up? Hi.
2: But I've really enjoyed, we're in Belgium, we're going around trying some incredible, incredible horses that Marie's lined up for me and I'm having the time of my life, I'm getting so much experience and, and having so many incredible opportunities and I'm really looking forward to, to the future and, and finding a horse together and, and working together consistently. That sounds good. So you have tried a few of us for sure in the last two days,
1: some very interesting ones. We have one last one to try without giving
2: any name, how excited are you about this one? So 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 excited probably one of the ones that i saw on the video and i very much pushed to go and try it's funny because the experience that we've had is like i picked a few horses for you
1: where you were like no no i don't want to try them it's not my style and i brought you to try this horse yesterday who i'm absolutely utterly obsessed with he's gorgeous he's a fantastic nine-year-old jumper jumped one forty-five classes already he's probably going to be a 150 155 jumper and you were like no i don't like this color i don't like this style
2: of horse too heavy whatever and how was it when you tried it honestly i was so pleasantly surprised and it just goes to show that if you don't try you don't know and taking every opportunity that comes your way is so important and you just never know what what you're going to feel like on the horse and and looking at a video you you only learn so much about them so I think really taking every opportunity that comes and 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 just giving it a go and if you don't feel comfortable if you don't if you're not happy with it there's no problem in getting off but if you don't try you don't know absolutely
1: what would you say has been obviously we'll find out like we've got one last one to to try and I guess that afterwards we'll have a little string of horses to re-retry and vet and everything what would what would you say once we finish trying what what is the process looking like afterwards for you like how does your family and yourself purchase horses what are you looking for in the vet checks what kind of advice do you have for someone that is looking to buy a horse
2: for the big level for the European Championships I think For someone like me, who's still an amateur rider, I have a lot of experience, but I'm not someone that's riding all day, every day. Finding something that I'm confident with is my biggest priority. Finding something that I merge really well with and that I can come to the big classes to and and be confident is, so vital looking at the vet checks I think you know having a good vet behind you having a team that you trust is so important and and just taking the advice from others and and weighing out the risks I think at this level you're never going to find a horse with a perfect vet check so at that point it's just figuring out what's worth the risk and what's not Um, and honestly overall I really want to find a horse that I can also enjoy every day and work with and build a relationship with that's so important for me and, and that they have a good character they have a good head they're brave and, and the rest of that, you know, will come with time and, and the experience that I have with that horse. Um, but for the beginning and when I'm trying and when I'm buying, I really look for a horse with a nice head, nice confidence and something that I can go in the ring with and, and be happy with and comfortable on.
1: For sure, yeah. You sound like you've given 25,000 interviews in your oh. life. You have? Oh, no. <laughs> <You> <laughs> Not sound at all. really well-spoken, lady, like, Um And outside of like, OK, so we're buying a horse for the European Championship brilliant are you looking to just go to the european
2: championship what is exactly your goal i want you to be specific here for the europeans i want to go into the ring competitively i don't want to go as a competitor i want to be uh, sorry wrong words i want to go not just as a competitor but i want to go with the thought that i can actually place in the top 10 i mean to win it would be an absolute dream of mine um i have very high expectations for it and i've given myself a lot of time to prepare for it this is not something i've rushed and I think it's an experience that I want to have. I'm, it will be my last year of young rider. It will be my last opportunity. Of course, I have very big expectations and I'd love to go in there and, and come out with a medal. That would be ideal. However, if I can go in there and have clear rounds, nice solid, solid rounds and leave the Europeans looking back going, I did everything I could and my horse did everything they could. That for me would be incredible. Very cool.
1: Now you're studying as well as
2: having your horsey goals and all that. Um, How do you find balance among anything everything? It's really hard. I must say I, I'm studying university. I'm studying law. It's a difficult degree overall. It takes a lot of my time, and it's very hard to balance. I have to say having a good team behind me and my trainers and people that look after the horses is what makes it possible my family and and really keeping everything organized. I think the biggest thing is managing my time and if I do that, then anything's possible. Um I'm also lucky with the support I get from my school being able to do online classes when I'm competing when I'm traveling that's already a huge help and it's possible but it's it's a challenge I enjoy it I enjoy being busy I'm always working I'm always doing something and and I think you know for me getting my education is is very important as well as my horses and and I want to be able to have them both at an adequate level of 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 being important to me for sure yesterday
1: we spoke we had a really really deep conversation which I think is super interesting here when we're talking about whether it's European championships or whether it's just being competitive as a rider, it is not just the horse that comes in play. And I think that there is a huge lesson of personal understanding and maturity that comes in play when we speak about confidence and building your confidence and managing your stress levels and managing your anxiety. And I think that I relate so much to you when when we speak about those things. Can you tell me some other elements that you need to improve of yourself and of your horses and of your training just generally in order to reach your goals at the european's it's not just about buying the right horse
2: absolutely i think to touch base on the conversation we had yesterday i want to bring joseph into this a little bit because he gave me a view on how important it is to be self-confident and, and self-reliant and to be able to have that in the sport it can't be overestimated or un, you know underlooked and that's something I struggle with is going into the ring with that self-confidence. It's something I really want to build to and it's something I talked to Joseph about working I think a we little should ask Joseph on, right? I think we should ask Joseph on this. Joseph question.
1: come sit on our side. Come, come on, on. Joseph come on, come on Joseph you've got this. <laughs> Joseph always <laughs> is
2: give a good view on this.
1: Brings amazing, amazing advice. So Joseph's now sitting with us and for anyone listening Joseph is the most amazing human being on the planet Joseph, tell us a little bit Did you just do this to stop speaking?
2: (laughs) I just realized I didn't I didn't text the person we're going to see Great, so Joseph
3: Yes
1: How can you give a bit Like what would you say is important Whether it's for a person That's just looking to improve in their life In their riding or competitively what's your advice when it comes to confidence personal development and just growth generally to be settled to be calm you know facing your your challenges
3: absolutely yeah i think one of the biggest things is definitely how you view yourself a lot of the times whenever i talk to people who are struggling a little bit with you know some of the thoughts that they're having or some of the habits that they have it all really comes down to to self-confidence and how they view their self i think a lot of the times when people tend to express themselves they put themselves down in a certain way or they see themselves in maybe a a negative light and I think that that negative talk is uh, like it's it's very crippling to some people and I think that once you have that awareness of who you are and what you want to do and then you have the vision to execute there's nothing left to do but just wake up with that dying passion every day and that that burning desire to get what needs to be done done and you just do it like it's your last day on earth
1: is there anything that you've done in your life where you had to really, really, really challenge yourself and like say, OK, if I don't step out of my comfort zone, it's just never going to work?
3: Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I was in the Marine Corps, so being in the military, I've definitely experienced a lot. And I really like this quote is like where your focus goes, your energy flows And so if you want to sit there and think about all the negative things in life and how bad life sucks and how this happened to you and how the weather is cold and your parents this or your your brother and sister that it's like, well, then it does suck. And life is, you know, somewhat against you. But if you think life is amazing, it's beautiful, no matter the weather, the goods and the bads, like every single emotion that you have serves you. You feel like that for a reason. Your feelings are valid if you are feeling some type of way, but to to dwell and feed into that negative mindset is is not a good thing. So so having a, a PMA is a positive mental attitude. Being optimistic is huge. Having a, the brightest outlook on everything is is super super key to staying positive and and forward thinking.
1: That's that's yeah. I couldn't have said it any better. I would like to to talk a little bit about because you spoke about bridal earlier and joseph just joined our team as the new coo let's go (laughs) and your vision in the equine industry added to what i'm already doing and what i already want to do is pretty astonishing and i'd love to include you bella in this conversation and like okay there is the part where we really care about what we do we pick good horses because we care about our clients and we care about our clients goals and and budget and everything that comes into it but there's not just that we want to bring so much good to the sport whether it's with what we're doing now or with the future so I would love to touch base on the future goals that you have within the company as the new COO um, the vision that you have of the market because you're coming into this market from an outsider's perspective which brings so much benefit and so much like just such a positive overview and also i'd love to have bella's take and your experience when it comes to overall not just when buying horses what is your experience as a rider having one step in one step one foot in one foot out of of the the market and industry i'll start with bella first with my question and i'll come back to you joe on on what your goals and everything is for for the for the company
2: well i think I, I mean, from my perspective, I grew up very sceptical. I was always raised to, you know, always question everything in the horse world. There's so many dishonest people and it's very difficult to to be able to find people to trust. And that's something I really struggled with. And that's where I think bridal is fant- has been fantastic for me because I've managed to find a very small team that's come together and, and really, I feel, has my best interests at heart, which is not common to find and I mean my experience in the horse world I've had great experiences I've had terrible experiences and each of them have been learning experiences no matter what they are Um, and I think it's just really really important to to have a lot of faith in yourself when it comes to you know not doubting your own experience and not doubting what you know which is something I struggle with yes absolutely and it's very easy to listen to people around you the negative the positive but at the end of the day I think genuinely trusting yourself and your gut and having those few people around you such as Marie, such as Joseph, my trainers, my family, that's what makes it all possible and that's what makes the sport incredible and that's why I love it. And I think you know, throwing out the negative is the way to, to go with the sport. If you hang on to every negative aspect of it, it's just gonna eat away at you. Do you believe that despite the challenges
1: and the barriers of entries that are in the market, especially with a project like ours, bringing transparency, bringing structured security to, to every transaction that we try to undertake, despite the fact that the market's going to take a while to accept all of this as a young rider, as someone that purchases high quality horses, do you, wh- where do you see the company
2: in the next five to ten years? I think as soon as the company um is in a place where the name is built and and the foundation is there there's nothing that will stop this company I think that it's just about making the right connections finding the right people to be part of it and and in a way being picky with it as much as it's a new company a growing company not just accepting everyone that comes into it that's the way to go about it which is where I think a lot of these big big companies scouts that's where mistakes are made is by involving too many people and having too much going on and I think also the fact that bridal focuses so much on the client and not just the people they work with in regards to the money they're earning for the horses that they're selling that's where for me bridal is is simply the best and you can't get better quality for it because I'm gonna cry no don't <laughs> cry but I'm, I'm gonna cry saying, I mean I'm not saying this because I, I, I see it I view Marie as a very dear friend but a, as much as I do that it's also a very professional relationship and I think we have a great barrier between our friendship and our professional relationship and that's where. I think you're fantastic, Marie, because you very much know how to differentiate those two things and not let it get personal. Yeah. So every time we have an experience, whether it's good, bad or other, we always manage to find a way that works through it professionally and then we can go home at the end of the night and have those nice friendly conversations.
1: 100%. I'll go back to you after talking with Joseph about the goals and all that, that I think that I'd love to raise the topic of future projects that you would like to do and even if it doesn't happen it's just nice to talk about your entrepreneurial yeah, mindset absolutely. especially in the Western sports Joe, going back to you this is fantastic <laughs> I love recording podcasts in the car this is like unbelievable content anyways Joseph yes. can I have a little bit of, of an overview on who you are what brings you to Bridal apart from, from you know all, all the reasons why you're in Europe um, I want to know why you're here and, and why you're finding so much passion and growing this business and and the goals that you have just just overly like cover all of that
3: absolutely yeah so I was uh, an extremely curious kid always trying to take things apart and put them back together and figure out how things work and I think I'm still like that today and as we get older I think we tend to lose a little bit of that childhood like instincts and our curiosity and and our confidence and our creativity kinds of start to to fade over time so that's one thing that i hold near and dear to my heart even at my my age in my my early 30s (laughs) but um but yeah i mean when it when it comes to bridal i started working there for now and the way i see bridal is positioned extremely uniquely in the market we're a pretty new startup right now our first vertical is focused on show jumping but in the future, I definitely want to open up more verticals such as breeding, dressage, dressage eventing. racing, eventing. We also want to incorporate some stuff like blockchain technology and some other stuff as well. So it's a super exciting future. But right now, that's this is what we're ma- mainly focused on. And
1: yeah, like like where say so I think. Right now, we're at a stage where our goal is to mainly find the right horses for the right clients and, and do every single transaction in a structured way. So we do have the contract. If we have to travel the clients, we we'll go with the clients and yep. the vettings, the support. Where does blockchain come into place? Where does scalable sales processes come into place? And what exactly is your role? Because you touch on so many things. What have you been up to and what, what are your goals personally within the company? Because you play such an important role.
3: Yeah, so I'm currently the COO and Marie likes to make this joke and she calls me the the chief octopus officer <laughs> <laughs> because I just have my, my tentacles in, in so many different aspects of the business. So one will be in marketing, one will be in sales, one will be with customer success, another one with engineering and and product and we're really working on building out everything as once which has been a uniquely interesting challenge for me but that's what I thrive in I love having uh, my foot in each door and just kind of waking up every morning and executing on on the vision of the company
1: yeah. I think the thing is about being an entrepreneur and that's been so 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 challenging for me is that I have to think about marketing. I have to create the content in advance. I have to have systems that allow me to scale while picking up the phone whenever a client calls, while making sure that we have enough horses to for the clients to try, especially when clients call us 3 days before trips. Uh-huh. Um, and and the horses spelled the vet. So mentally, there's a huge aspect where we disappointed regularly because horses fail the vetting. We have this. We have to make sure that our team is effectively managed. We have to make sure that we're on top of management. That the finance is going well. And being an entrepreneur is so hard, but it's such a challenge that I adore and I I, I love doing what I what I what I do. And and I started this company from scratch. I had two thousand euros in my bank account. Never had an investor, and I did it on my own. But the thing is it always comes down to the people that you surround yourself with. My stepdad always says this quote, which is you're the mean of the five people you spend the most time with. And today I like to consider myself a version of myself that is much more confident than I was two years ago when I started, much more knowledgeable, much more humble also, um, and and down to earth because I was this very eager to, to achieve entrepreneur that would not exactly know how to achieve her goals without having to did you know like shadow put put a bit of shadow on other people so I could shine and now it's like I want everyone to win and I I want to acknowledge the fact that without a fantastic team you can't make it work. It's not about what you can do, it's about who you can surround yourself with and how you can get this done. So I'm just utterly grateful that I have you on my team and I think that you bring so so much value and I want you to know that all the work all the hours that you're putting into it are very 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 like appreciated and recognized and I think that when it comes down to you Bella like I'm so grateful that you trust us, and I know that it came from a place of like referral from someone we sold a horse to that was a dear friend of of yours, and there's this stress piece that comes into it. But very grateful that you trust us, and very happy that we get to have this fantastic friendship, all these conversations, and what we can do in the future together. And and yeah, that's that's pretty awesome. Tell me a little bit, um, generally long term, like if Bella has to dream apart from going to big shows and competitions, which is one thing. On an entrepreneurial basis, what are you looking to do and, and what would be interesting to you do as a partner of Bradle in the future? I think it's something that we can touch base on. And then Joseph, maybe react to what Bella has to say, because I think that you bring pretty amazing advice.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think for me, I'm still extremely young. I'm still you know, studying, learning all the time, learning about the horse industry. I, I learn new things every single day, and I think for, for me, a huge goal is i first and foremost, love working with horses, and that's my passion, and that's what I want to be able to make my living doing. I think being in connection with a company like Bridal, it's a bit of that symbiotic relationship where one can kind of feed off the other, And vice versa. So in the future, I mean, we, we touched base on it a little bit last night and okay, this is a very vague, you know, broad very idea. Vague. Very vague, very broad and, and something that of course will change in the future and, and be solely dependent on, on a variety of different things, on investors, on whatever we can do with it. But I mean I'd love to be able to, to invest in some young horses, to bring them up, to work with bridal, to then sell them to, to great clients, to give people opportunities like that. And and I think if i can be so naive to say i mean for bridal i think that'd be fantastic as well to have some horses under the name of bridal that to start working a little bit more independently and and really be really be a company that's you know connected with with a few people trusted people looking at that idea of transparency again and and really having horses from you know ages four or five up to you know eight nine when we're selling them for to incredible clients that we know everything about those horses we can really go to them and say this 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 that and the other is how it is with this horse and and i think that would be a huge step for for both bridal and and for myself would be an opportunity that i can't overlook it's interesting
1: because that comes down to the, the dealing piece and the ownership piece that we want to add to the company. Joseph was talking about adding blockchain to the business where we would source horses from the breeders and then literally register everything there is to register about these horses. So we have the possibility to sell them on later, knowing everything that there is to know, statistic wise, data wise, and behavior wise about these horses. Can you just tell us a little bit more and I think we'll, we'll finish
2: on this note.
3: Yeah, Bella, first off, you're hired. <laughs> so if you're ever looking for a job, you got one. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank you guys. <laughs> no, I, lo- I love that idea. And that's definitely on the roadmap, probably in, in 2024 and in, in Q1, Q2. But yeah, it's super interesting. I think that a lot of people would be interested in this concept and everyone's kind of looking for an investment horse, how they can build it up and, and kind of resell it for the future. And I think it's a brilliant idea. You know, just to give a little bit of context, I don't come from the the horse world, so... I feel like the barrier entry is is pretty heavy. You kind of have to know people and, and build that brand and build those relationships and that trust over time. And, and that's kind of what we're working on. And in, in, in the near future, we'll definitely be able to incorporate some sort of investment, whether if it's co-ownership or we have horses personally on the platform and then people can invest. And then we have a specific rider that helps build up the horse and the credibility and the scope and the, the range and everything. And then we re- resell it in the future. So it's definitely something that, that we're interested in and exploring options on.
1: Exciting times ahead. Thank you very much both for taking the time to record a podcast in the car while we're on our way to try another horse, the final one. Hope it's good. And uh, Bella, we'll see you next time and
2: we'll update people on which horse you picked with bridle. I'm excited. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. I really appreciate everything you do for me.
3: Yeah, of course. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye.
2: <laughs>
0: And that concludes this exciting episode of Naysayers. We hope you enjoyed following Isabella on her journey to find the perfect horse and hearing from Joseph Harding about his vision for the future of the sport and the company. Join us next time as we continue to bring you the latest and greatest in the world of equestrian sports. Until then, happy riding!